When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome into College Football Smothered and Covered, episode 10 of the show. I really appreciate you guys checking us out. Please share the show if you haven't already. Please leave us some constructive criticism, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Rumble. I don't really care where it is. Just pay attention. Just watch and leave some comments. I'm here to cover college football 24-7, 365. Love being a part of this ecosystem along with Late Kick, Crane and Company. You'll hear from Jay Crane from Crane and Company coming up in a little bit. Michael Bratton, everybody that's in this ecosystem want to be a part of your college football viewing pleasure. Like I said, Jake Crane coming up here in about 10 minutes or so. Jake does a great job over at Crane and Company and Daily Wire. We'll talk to him. A reminder, this show brought to you by Coastal Vibe Vacations, 850-888-0515, coastalvibevacations.com. If you're looking to plan a vacation this summer, on the panhandle of Florida. Give Coastal Vibe a call. They do a great job specializing on Okaloosa Island between Destin and Fort Walton. One bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom condos. They have you covered. Coastal Vibe Vacations, 850-888-0515 or CoastalVibeVacations.com. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about something that I'm very, very excited about. And that is Heisman Trophy odds. Now, when we talk about Heisman Trophy odds right now, we have to sort of view it as hype, right? We have to view it as the teams people like, historic performance. And look, a lot of these, and I've talked to odds makers about this, it's just all about buzz. It's how to create content. So let's create some content about it, right? This is Caesar Sportsbook. These are their Heisman Trophy odds right now. Carson Beck at plus 800. To me, that is very interesting because Carson Beck, from a statistical standpoint, came on in the middle of the season but doesn't really have those video game stats. Can he have those video game stats in 2023? I don't know. Maybe. He might be able to. I don't know if he necessarily needs those video game stats, though, because Georgia still is founded on the run. Yeah, they've been giving more and more uh, responsibilities to their quarterbacks. You saw Stetson Bennett become more of a superstar. Obviously, he was a Heisman Trophy finalist, but you're not going to have those video game stats at Georgia. They're going to rely on defense. They're going to run the ball. They're going to work off play action. Yeah, they're going to be a little bit creative. They're going to crank up the tempo at certain times, but they don't live and die by the tempo. So I I thought him being above Quinn Ewers, was a little surprising to me because Texas's offense 
is founded on Quinn Ewers. It's based around Quinn Ewers. Steve Sarkeesian is a quarterback guru. He gives his quarterback, whether it be at Texas, at Washington, at USC, wherever he's been, he puts it all on the quarterback shoulders. And Quinn Ewers, we've seen, can handle that kind of success. That's what he does best is handle the responsibilities given to him by a quarterback-driven coach in a quarterback-driven system. So it was surprising. It is surprising for me to see on Caesars that Carson Beck is ahead of Quinn Ewers in those Heisman Trophy odds. Now, getting down to the third most likely is Dylan Gabriel. Look, I'm not the biggest Dylan Gabriel guy. I think when you have to talk about Dylan Gabriel, you have to view him through the prism of where the hype came from. Coming from Mackenzie Milton's filling in for him at UCF, going to Oklahoma, and look, he did a fantastic job at Oklahoma, but is he a Heisman Trophy caliber player? I don't necessarily think so. And he's going to a team, Oregon, that is going to be in the Big Ten. What does that mean? How does he affect that? It's more of a defensive-driven league in the Big Ten. I think he's going to make some mistakes. I like him. I think Dan Lanning's going to do a lot in terms of giving him responsibilities that he hasn't had throughout the course of his college football career. But is he Bo Nix? No, he's not. So to me, that was the most surprising to see a guy like Dylan Gabriel. To me, we talk about hype, right? We talk about odds during this time of year, January, February, March, even through April, May, and June. It's all about buzz. It's all about name brand value and and what you've done in the past as opposed to what you might do in the future, potentially if you're in a new system or a new school or have a new coach or whatever. And Dylan Gabriel, to me, is the one that I just don't necessarily buy. Now, the one I do buy in terms of value. Uh, look, let's just throw Jackson Dart out, right? Everybody knows how much of the how how long I've been on the Jackson Dart hype train and how much I believe in Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin and Jackson Dart in that system. So the value's there. Number one in value, Jackson Dart plus 1,500. But let's let's eliminate him because I've talked about him ad nauseum on this. Nico Iamaliava at plus 1,700. I would take that value. And to me, Nico Iamaliava at 1700 is a little surprising for a couple of reasons. One, we've seen him run. We saw him run in the bowl game and he's really darn good at it. So if you're in that system like Hendon Hooker, that's already a good foundation with that Josh Heupel offense. That's a good start, right? But the question is, can he be, is he Joe Milton or is he not Joe Milton? And you better hope it's the latter. And I truly believe it is the latter because Joe Milton can't throw. He only has a fastball. He can't come in and throw a changeup. I said that before last season. Tennessee fans, you didn't like that. I think we saw that was the case in 2023. I buy Nico as a passer. Enough of a passer, right? I'm not saying he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. But at plus 1,700, I absolutely buy the value because I do think from a passing standpoint – he is closer to Hendon Hooker than he is to Joe Milton. I think that's where he will be. All right. So let's move it forward again. All right. What happens if he is? What happens if he is a really good but not elite passer? Then Tennessee might make the playoff. Tennessee might make the playoff if Nico is closer to Hendon than Joe Milton as a passer because we know he can run. We know he can run. So when is the Heisman Trophy 
What, what matters in terms of voting for the Heisman Trophy? What you did in the regular season plus a conference championship game, potentially, right? So if Tennessee doesn't go to a conference championship game, is that still enough? Yeah, I think it is. For him to at least get to New York, you know he's going to have the stats. You know he's in a system that works wonders in terms of giving quarterbacks buzz, getting them attention. So if Tennessee is good enough to make the playoff without going to a conference championship game, or even if they're not, let's just say Tennessee's 9-3, and three, all right? It's probably not going to make the playoff at 9-3. and three. Maybe you do, probably not. But if Tennessee's 9-3, and three, and Nico puts up 4,500 total yards, and I'm talking about maybe 3,500 and 1,000 or 4,500, whatever it is, right? If he puts up that kind, if he's in that ballpark, right? I think he's got a good chance of getting to New York. Maybe not as a top three, but if they go to five or six based on where the natural line of delineation is, okay, great. So if you're talking about him as a New York caliber player, as a Heisman Trophy caliber player, to at least be in the discussion, did you take him at 1,700? I definitely would over Noah Fafita. Jalen Milrow, Will Howard, you know how much I don't like Will Howard. That is insane that he's plus 1,200, but that's neither here nor there. If you want to know my feelings on Will Howard, go watch like every other show that we've done in the short history of college football smothered and covered. You will see my thoughts on him. Garrett Nussmeyer, plus 1,200? Absolutely, I would take Nico Iamaliava over Garrett Nussmeyer. We already talked about Dylan Gabriel. So if you're talking right now about the value, it's Nico. It's Nico. So I think that is it. The high, and I wasn't going to, I don't necessarily love talking about odds in the offseason, especially in February, because like I said, they are more built on buzz, more built on height, more built on drawing attention. And that's fine. But when I saw the Caesars Heisman Trophy odds come out, I was like, that, that's why we're talking about. I was like, dang, this is interesting. This is not what I thought it would be. And it goes back to something that I think I was asked about this on a radio show, and it, it, it is true. Where are the quarterbacks this year? Like in the past, we've we've known kind of who was going to be solid. Last year, we knew Penix was going to be solid. We knew Bo Nix was going to be solid. Like those were guys that you kind of look at and you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. JJ McCarthy, right? You, you know kind of who the superstars are going to be. And this year, you really don't. I mean, you know Carson Beck and Quinn Ewers, but it's sort of a, a, a mysterious year in terms of quarterbacks. So it's going to be fascinating to see how this whole thing works out. And Heisman Trophy odds, we'll see how they move. Because I do think after spring practice, you might see some of these guys, not saying who, but you might see some of these guys moving around to different locations, which could vastly change how they're viewed in the eyes of Las Vegas. Reminder, college football smothered and covered is brought to you by Coastal Vibe Vacations. If you're looking for a vacation rental this summer, Okaloosa Island between Destin and Fort Walton Beach, coastalvibevacations.com, 850-888-0515. One bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom condos, they have you covered. Coastalvibevacations.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Joined now by a very good friend. You know him. You love him. He is Jake Crane from Crane & Company on Daily Wire. Mr. Crane, it's a pleasure for you to be here. It's awesome to see you guys killing it on uh, on Daily Wire. And uh, welcome in. Uh, well, first off, Barrett, uh, th- thank you for coming on Crane & Company uh, earlier today. Uh, great stuff. And, dude, congratulations. The, the new show's incredible. Uh, I knew it was going to be when you announced it. Um, really excited to you know watch you keep keep balling out and doing what you're doing, man. And, and you know the amount of mutual respect uh, and love that not only myself, but all three of us uh, at Crane & Company have for you, man. And, and you're one of the best in the business. So uh, honored to be uh, part of the beginning of, of what's sure to be a, an absolute banger of a show. Smothered covered slaughtered displayed <laughs> splattered deliciousness love it i really appreciate it. it seems like only yesterday we were singing karaoke at gabriel's yeah. you know what in in dallas this summer i guess i gotta get uh blaine and coney up there to uh to sing with us yeah look cone cone can sing now cone can like, i know i've seen on instagram he's now good, now man. my brother sounds like you know it's like one of those funny auditions at the beginning like old school american idol when they'd have you know <laughs> the people who couldn't sing at all at the beginning that's my brother he's more of the the dance move guy but uh yeah man we got to do it Absolutely. So something, uh, segue, that's what they call a tease in this business. Something that Kalen DeVore's got to do is win at Alabama and win consistently after Nick Saban left. So I guess, uh, you know, this is first a 50,000 foot question uh, with maybe a very complicated answer. Uh, Mm -hmm. What does what does the Alabama fan base in your mind need to see from Kalen DeVore uh, in year one just to sort of calm the nerves after the Nick Saban era? Well, you know, look, I, the, the expectation, and, and I've uh, I said this about a lot of places, but obviously Alabama has, has been on top of the mountain for a long time or, or one of the, the multiple teams that have been on top of the mountain here recently. Uh, the, the expectation, the standard is not going to be lowered. He's going to be expected to win every game he plays in. Now, will reality be accepted? You know, you can two things can be true at once. The standard doesn't need to be lowered, but reality does have to be accepted. If he goes nine and three, and and obviously depending on that nine and three, who are the three losses? Do you get in the playoff? And if you do get in the twelve team playoff, what do you do when you get there? But a, a, any loss is going to be deemed a, a disaster, and and it, that's how it's going to be for anybody at Alabama when you're replacing the greatest of all time. But let's not forget. Nick Saban hadn't won a national championship in the last three years. So it's not like you're coming off, you know, what Kirby Smart has done uh, or even what Jim Harbaugh has done here recently, but they expect national championships in Tuscaloosa. So I'll continue to say that I think Kalen DeBoer's tenure will be defined by obviously the patience that the fan base gives them, which fan is short for fanatical, so you're not going to get a lot of that. But it will be defined by the level of freakout that happens the first time something inevitably goes wrong. When Nick Saban would lose, maybe earlier in the year, which he didn't do a lot, but you lose to Texas, he had some leeway, right, for two yeah. reasons. One, you've already won all these championships, uh, and and you, you've, you've built up that equity, that rapport with the fan base, and you always fixed it. With Nick Saban, you knew it would get fixed. Hell, they took a lacrosse player down to South Florida and beat him. <laughs> And everybody thought, all right, here we go. Bama's on the raft going down the river. Just the old Eskimo person. Let's send him off into the night. And what does Nick Saban do? Makes a run all the way to the playoff, uh, adjusts his offense. So, look, the standard's not going to be lowered, but the Alabama fans need to realize nobody is going to be Nick Saban, right? That doesn't mean you accept losing, but the first time it inevitably goes wrong, 
how big is the freak out? Yeah, and I think that's the one thing is the expectations, I think, are lowered right now. But yeah, how big is the freak out and how long will that last? And I think a lot of that, Jake, depends on Jalen Milrow and the quarterback position because you look at what Kalen did well at Washington and what Michael Penix did well, it was the deep ball. That's what they yeah. did. That's how they succeeded. But Michael Penix was also great everywhere else. Jalen Milrow has not been great everywhere else. He can throw the deep ball, but intermediate short routes that's been sort of his weakness what do you make do you think Jalen Milrow not only can succeed in this system but just beat out Austin Matt for the starting quarterback job yeah look it's it's a fascinating conversation and and to go back just to, to what you said at first I think it's a lot easier when we're sitting here in February yeah. for fans of teams to say you know what maybe the expectation could get lowered well let me check in on your ass in November and see how it's going when we're during the year when, when you care more than you do right now. Even though a lot of people care the same all the way through the year, I think there's, you know, uh, uh, like Meek Mill said, man, there's levels to it. Now, when it comes to Jalen Milrow, when we talked to Kalen DeBoer at the Senior Bowl, one of the questions yeah. that, that I wanted to hear him answer was his thoughts on personnel and transitioning to a place where you haven't got in exactly the type player you want to be able to run your system at the highest efficiency level. At Washington, you had a Joe Moore award-winning offensive line. You had your guys. Which let, let's but first of all, the Joe Moore award-winning offensive line really wasn't that good when it mattered most. Well, it's I think that I think they punched above their weight all year. Uh it, what, what what I think it, the reason they won the Joe Moore award and I think LSU's 2019 team was a little bit like this. I think you don't just win it because of run blocking. You win it because of pass protection. I think what Washington did, keeping Michael Penix upright, I mean, they were one of the top teams in the country in the sack given up right now. Look, when you get down to the playoff and you're facing the Globinauts, Avengers, and the Justice League from like <laughs> Georgia and, and um, you know, uh, obviously Texas, who had a great pass rush. Just look what they did to Alabama, who I know wasn't the best offensive line. But um, you, bottom line is you had your guys in there. You had your three NFL wide receivers in there. The, the personnel fit the system. Well, anytime you're taking over a new place, even with the the summer of love or the 70s freedom that we're getting in the transfer portal, it still takes time to get your guys in place. And he answered the question perfectly. He said, I will adjust my system to my personnel if I have to. That's why I think, Barrett, everybody would – you know how the saying goes – you know, it'd be good if everybody waited tables for three months just to see, you know, like how life works. I think everybody should have to coach high school for a year just to see our two years where, and I know some high schools recruit, but you don't get to pick every player you have. You have to learn to adjust your system to the personnel that you get. And that's what Kalen DeBoer said. And now with Ryan Grubb gone and Scott Huff gone, the offensive line coach, it's going to be even more paramount that he adjusts that system to his personnel than it was before because you have a new play caller as well. I mean, you got to put the guys in the best position possible. So Jalen Milrow is different than Joe Milton, Barrett. Joe Milton could only throw the fastball. He was a closer. I come in, I throw 102 miles per hour. I yep. face three batters. That's it. You're not going six innings with Joe Milton. He can't make the routine throws routine. You can't put touch into somebody. I think Jalen Milrow has the ability, though, to grow as a passer because there were times where he was layering balls in between. There were times where he was making the routine throws routine. Where I think Jalen Milrow will get into trouble is the same reason I think Dak Prescott and the Cowboys can't really do anything when it comes to the NFL in the playoffs because they turned a guy that was a dual threat guy 
and tried to turn him into Drew Brees. Yeah. If the Cowboys would use Dak Prescott the way the Eagles use Jalen Hurts, right? And if Alabama will use Jalen Monroe, where he operates at the highest efficiency level, which is a threat with his legs, a threat with his arm, and you don't tell him to sit back in the pocket and just pick people apart. You play to his strengths, he'll be fine. I think Kalen DeBoer is smart enough to know that. I do like how you mentioned the summer of love in relation to a team out of Seattle. I understood that reference. Yeah, you see what I'm going to Look, I'm, I'm going to do the Chaz district next, so just get I, ready. I, I like it. Yeah, I, I, Look, I understood that reference. Like uh, like in the Avengers, I, I got it. Now, um, Colorado. Look, a lot of eyes were on Colorado and Dion, especially early in the season, and I've said, and I know you said as well, uh, expect a regression to the mean, and, and that's exactly what happened. But Shadur Sanders came out this week and said nobody handles adversity like him. I believe him because he didn't have anybody blocking for him last year at Colorado and still uh, seemed to survive, much less uh, become an effective passer. With Dion and Shadour this year and Colorado going to the Big 12, I, I'm not going to say are they content because they're not going to contend. But can they make a bowl game? Look, I, I think they can. They were. I don't think people realize how deficient they were up front, really on both sides of the ball last yep. year. And, and that's just a world... Look, man, you can't be a buffet and just serve sides, dog. Like, you got to have steak. You got to have chicken. You got to have burgers or hot dogs or something. I mean, Colorado was out there trying to play seven on seven. That's what they were trying to do and find ways to manipulate that offensive line to be able to just have them hold up. Uh, and you see them getting guys like Jordan Seaton and what they've added through the transfer portal. I think Colorado will be better. Uh, when it comes to Shadur Sanders, look, I got a lot of respect for Shadur. But I really don't want to hear Shadur Sanders talk to me about adversity when you're <laughs> Deion Sanders' son, when you decided to skip the first team meeting so you and your brother could go to Fashion Week in Milan. Excuse me if I'm not going to cry a bucket full of tears about how much adversity you've had to face off the field. Now, when it comes to on the field, he was one of the biggest surprises of all last year for me. Not that I didn't think he was a good player, but seeing it translate so easily from the HBCU level to the Pac-12 when it was probably the best year the Pac-12 has had since I can remember, yep. ironically being the last year they ever existed. But going into the Big 12, uh, I, I think it fits their style of play a little bit more. And you bring back Travis Hunter. You bring back a lot of weapons, including your quarterback. Uh, I think Colorado will be better. I think a bowl game is is probable. I, I would even put it as probable. Uh, but to say they're going to contend, I'm going to tell you who's going to win the Big 12 right now. And I typically don't do predictions this early. But it's going to be hard as hell for me not to pick Utah to win the Big 12. Yeah, I tend to agree. And, you know, I think back when they moved to the Pac-12, uh, we had Kyle Whittingham on multiple times, and he said they weren't ready from a personnel perspective for two or three years. But now they are. You know, now that identity yeah. is set, they're in a Power 5, they're moving to the Big 12, which, I mean, by and large, is pretty comparable to what the Pac-12 did become from a personnel perspective. So I, I, I would not, uh, I wouldn't doubt that one bit. Although I'm not saying UCF is going to win it. I'm excited to see what Gus can do at UCF, not just yeah. this year, but moving forward. Cause I think that's a sleeping giant. Um, speaking of the state of Florida, Florida state, I, I thought Florida state would make the playoff before the season really had, tra had Jordan Travis not got hurt. They would have, um, but that was because they had continuity, right? You, you had a bunch of players like Jared Verse and some of these guys come back and say unfinished business. That's a lot like what happened with Clemson back in 2018, a lot what happened with Georgia in 2021. So that mindset is there, but all those players are gone. So I, I'm not going to ask about Florida State contending this year because we don't know, but because of that player turnover, do you bite uh, by Mike Norvell and Florida State as a consistent 
contender for the college football playoff in the new look ACC, which let's be honest, uh, the only team that scares me out of those three joining is SMU. But this is Florida State's conference, or it could be. Do you buy them becoming the juggernaut they were back in the early 2010s? Well, I mean, it's, it's, you know, Barrett, uh, do I believe in Mike Norvell? Yes. Do, do I think that Florida State already went undefeated with, in all actuality, a bunch of transfers? If we're going to be honest. Yeah, I thought it was one of the most impressive things that, that Mike Norvell did was being able to bring transfers in, kind of flip the roster, and then go out there and compete at a high level and, and have that cohesion, similar to what we've seen with some teams around the country. I mean, look at what Ole Miss is doing as well. But it's, you know, if we're going to talk about a, a team that's going to perennially make the playoffs as long as Mike Norvell is there, I think so. Uh, I don't yeah, think I do Jordan too. Travis gets enough credit for as, as good of a quarterback as he was. But let's make no mistake. When Florida State's get gets cooking, they can get as hot as anybody. I, I mean, that's a brand that even today, right? Even through, I mean, they won a national championship with Jameis in 2013. It's not like it's so far removed from everybody's minds, like Nebraska, where kids are like, "Well, I don't remember watching Stunkhauser and Steinkuhler, and you know, in the 90s." These that's like that's like us remembering that Vandy was good. That's exactly right. Yeah, like it's it's uh, again the, the kids nowadays. Florida State is still a hot brand. It's a sexy brand, right? Uh, in the in the day of days of NIL, Florida State can get going as as much as anybody. Now you look at facility upgrades and things like that. Uh, that's a story for another day. But but yes, Barrett, I, I believe, and you look at the ACC. Clemson isn't what they used to be, and I don't see Dabo changing anytime soon. Uh, which you know that's that's a fascinating storyline of its own. Um, adding Cal and and. You know, Stanford, uh, this isn't a math contest, so I'm not worried about that. Red's done a great job at SMU. We'll see with Miami and Mario. I, I happen to be a, le- a believer in them because I think they're good enough up front. But, yeah, that that's the the long way of answering. I think Florida State is here to stay because I think Mike Norvell is a damn good football coach. And I think they are upset down there in Tallahassee. And I think Mike Norvell has that genuine relationship with his players where, you know, that adversity chip is it's not manufactured. It comes off as genuine. You got – you got screwed out of the playoff, man. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. Yes, the only thing do. I worry about is, you know, you sat here and preach, hey, win and you're in, right? We handle business, then we're then we're going to be in. Well, you got left out last year, but it's a 12 team playoff now. So, look, if Mike Norvell and Florida State's a stock, I, I'm keeping my money in it. I'm not selling it. I am too. The ACC did up the patchouli level by adding Cal, so there's that. Um, look, I adding, mean, yeah, you got a point and say, hey, we we care about academics. Yeah, those hippies too. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Yay. Yay, Cal. Yay, Cal. Yeah, Cal. On the thing. West Coast. That's yeah. Let's put let's put a school from Berkeley and Palo Alto in the Atlantic Coast Conference, <laughs> and you wonder why we're, we're the aliens won't talk to us. The the aliens were in Miami a couple months ago. That's so exactly you know how that right. Goes. Then they left. Yeah. <laughs> right. Last thing, and this is a, a really simple and a short question with a potentially long and complicated answer because I I don't even know how to answer it at this point. Is Ryan Day on the hot seat? Man, it's th- this is like one of the most nuanced situations ever. And and a lot of people off the cuff say, oh, hot seat. N- no way. He's a, one of the top five winningest coaches in college football right now. You just went 11-2. and two. I mean, it's a high-class problem to have that Ohio State does. But, like, I'm from Auburn, Alabama. I know what that Iron Bowl rivalry is. You remember and, the Bill Curry days at yeah, Alabama. Yeah, look, I mean, there's been a lot of guys that have won a lot of games but didn't win the games they, were, they had to. When yeah. you sign up, to coach at Auburn or Alabama, you understand that you have to win that game. Not every year, but you got to win your share of them. You can't lose a lot of them in, in a row. When you sign up to coach at Michigan or Ohio State, it's the same thing. Look, Jim Harbaugh was winning a lot of games at Michigan, but he couldn't beat Ohio State. 
All of a sudden, Urban Meyer leaves, and then he flips the script. Not that that was the only reason, but it was a big reason. Yeah. And and he, they're, they're going to build a, a statue on top of a statue next to a statue of him. You can't on one hand say, listen, our rivalry is so good that we can go 1-11. But if that one is against our arch rival, it's a successful season. If you're going to say that, you can't then say, oh, well, look, we went 11-1. and one. Even though we lost to our arch rival for the third year or fourth year in a row, that's okay. Those two things cannot coexist. You knew what it was when you took the job. At some point, you have to beat Michigan. And if you don't beat them this year, when they've had their coach leave, their strength coach leave, their their defensive coordinator leave, uh, they're uh, replacing all this personnel up front and at the skill position, including the quarterback and the best guys out wide and, uh, and the best guys in the backfield, and you get them at home, if you don't beat them this year, I could understand maybe if it's not a fired, but it's, uh, you know, in the arms of <laughs> the angel. Just put them on the raft yep. and just everybody's waving on the bank as you push them down the river. And who knows? Maybe Everflus or Wiener Goose or Beaver Moose or whatever his name is at the Bears, whatever Dr. Seuss character that is. Maybe he doesn't go great for him this year. And heck, Ryan Day, there's no Michigan in the NFL, but he is at the Chargers. It's going to be fascinating. Let's just say Ohio State loses to Michigan, makes the playoff, and wins a national championship. Same thing would be for Alabama or Auburn or Michigan. The roles are reversed. Well, Barrett, like, Barrett, like it's a legitimate question. It, it could Ohio, happen very if, easily. Yeah, yeah, but if if you're in Ohio, and here's the thing, Ohio State can end up playing Michigan three times. Yep. Uh, there's no divisions in the Big Ten. But, like, honestly, Ohio State fans out there, real question. Would you rather, with all the circumstances being what they are this year, would you rather lose to Michigan and then win the national championship, only play them once, lose to Michigan and win the national championship, or beat Michigan and not win the national championship yeah. but make the playoff? I wonder which one they choose. I want to see y'all say y'all's rivalry is the best. That's all I hear about. Oh, it's the game. Oh, it's the game. I know which one Auburn fans and Alabama fans would choose. Yeah. I don't, which ones would y'all? Well, and here's the thing. What's the level in the playoff, right? If they lose to Michigan, make the playoff, don't win the national championship, but make it to that game or make it to the final four, but don't play Michigan in the playoff. That's that's where I want to know, like, okay, from a level perspective, you know, where are we here? Like, how high yeah. up the ladder do you really need to be in order to be comfortable with the where, where the program is? Right my, my, my instinct, Barrett, tells me if you lose to Michigan and you only play them once, you better win the whole thing. That's that's what it feels like. Yeah, I don't like know. Like if they if they lose the title game to to Bama or Texas, like I don't know. Like is that enough? Like, I, but I, but I, I, off the cuff, I agree with you. But then you think about it, and you're like, okay, if you don't play Michigan, but you get to the title game and lose, like, well, how you can, can you lose not to, like that? You know, you, well, again, were they okay with losing to Michigan, but almost yeah, exactly. Georgia in the in the playoff? I don't think they were happy. I think maybe if it was the first year you lost to Michigan, right in a while. Right. Or maybe even the second loss in a row, you could get away with that. I think at this point, because they haven't got a ring, Barrett. Yeah. Like you've not only lost your rivalry game, that means you didn't make the Big Ten championship because you were both in the Big Ten East and then you didn't win a national championship. You've got no ring. Frodo's got more rings than you <laughs> in the last three years and his little ass got one of them. So, like, at some point, you got to put a ring on that finger. You could have a situation where Ohio State loses to Michigan, but still wins the Big Ten. Yeah. Like, is is that good enough to then get in the playoff and not win a national championship? So, like, it's the variables are all over. The, it's fascinating to keep up with. To it's going to be awesome. You know who does have a ring? I do. That Braves, do. Nat, Braves World Series ring back there. That a boy. Hey, I hey I, I don't have one of them, but I was like, 
I'm I'm with you. I'm a Braves fan, so I feel like I do have one of them. And ring I got a wedding at, ring and three state championship rings. Ring night at Truist Park was a disaster. I'm just gonna say, was it? There was, was it? Oh my goodness gracious! That was ca- uh, total chaos. Worse. Than I'd the have dressed series. up like Gandalf or something just to throw <laughs> people off. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Jake, appreciate it. Tell us a little bit about the show when you can watch it and where you can watch it. Definitely, man. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, yeah, it's Crane and Company. You can catch us. I mean, we're on YouTube, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, DailyWire.com. We go live each weekday morning, uh, 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. They want me to start using Eastern time now. Apparently, more people 630 use 6.30 God's time. Yeah, 6.30 God's time. Uh, but if you can't catch us live, it stays on all those platforms all day. It's C-R-A-I-N-N Company. We take live calls, and we have a live chat. If you like Barrett's stuff, which I know you do because you're listening, uh, I think you'll like ours as well. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. And uh, for those who have not uh, uh, subscribed to Daily Wire Plus, that's a it's an investment you Lady will Ballers, not Barrett. regret. Lady Ballers. <laughs> it was good. It was Thank really you, good. Jake, appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks, Barrett. Reminder, college football smothered and covered is brought to you by Coastal Vibe Vacations. If you're looking for a vacation rental this summer, Okaloosa Island between Destin and Fort Walton Beach, CoastalVibeVacations.com, 850-888-0515. One bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom condos, they have you covered. CoastalVibeVacations.com. That'll do it for this edition of College Football Smothered and Covered. Really appreciate Jay Crane for hopping on. Really appreciate you for checking the show out. Episode 10, short infancy, still in the infancy of the new edition of College Football Smothered and Covered. If you haven't subscribed, check us out. YouTube, Rumble, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts. Really appreciate you guys checking the show out. Share it. Leave a comment fully on board with constructive criticism. If you don't like something, let me know. If you do like something. Let me know and leave a five-star review. Enjoy your Tuesday. We'll talk to you later on in the week. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.